Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bold Statements Not So Bold Predictions where we've got receipts. I'm your host Keith Quark, joined by my buddy and co-host here Trey Hill this morning and we're going to break down last night's games for you guys as well as give you some uh, awesome, you know, BSPP locks for today's games guys. But if you never heard me heard BSPP before, this is the show where our stakes our takes have stakes. Uh, each and every episode, we go on online here, put our, put our credibility online, and wager some of our hard-earned creds to try to bring you the best game NBA game outcomes and uh, win you some money out there. So, Trey, how you doing this morning, man? I know I'm uh, got some up. How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm doing I'm doing well. Awesome. Uh, I've got some. Uh, we had some okay results from our last uh, episode. Uh, Mr. Stanson, I went 2-0 again. This guy's just, uh, he's our golden child. <clears throat> he doesn't miss. Um, but he had Washington Wizards minus four versus Orlando, which obviously that happened. Um, it was a pretty good game. Uh, the Wizards pretty much controlled it from, from the tip, so there was really no worries there. And then Cleveland money line he had, which um, there were some, some you know, uh, I would say some some scares there. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers didn't start very well. Uh, they were down pretty much the whole game, but then uh, and then they were down like about 15, I want to say, going into the fourth or uh, in yeah. the third, in the third, and then uh, they came back and, and won that with some some really solid play from Evan Mobley. So that was pretty exciting. I was watching that game, but uh, that that was a good one. And then Mr. Stephen Bagel went uh, one and one. He had the Washington Orlando game. He had the under in that game, which um, easy hit. Toronto and in Detroit though uh, he had the under in that game and that was that didn't go under at all that went over by like I think about twenty points or so. Um, and that know. game got him and me. Uh, I also loved the Cleveland money line and I didn't I didn't want to be the guy who had two bets that two other guys had so I thought to myself I like the Cleveland money line. I lo- Toronto's definitely going to beat Detroit, right? So I'll right. just throw them into an easy parlay, and that's what happens when you think you have an easy parlay. Yeah, not so easy. Huh? Uh, well, well, Toronto, uh, or I should say Detroit, um, you know, we were thinking that they were going to struggle without Kelly Olynyk, um, but obviously uh, that wasn't the case. I mean, you know, every team has good games and bad games. Uh, this happened to be a good game for the for the Detroit Pistons. They had Isaiah Store had a really good game. Uh, and I know Cade Cunningham had a, a brilliant fourth quarter for them down the stretch. So um, they pulled it out and they beat Toronto. Um, it is what it is. So um, he was one. Uh, he was one on one. And uh, you, you said you missed that that parlay. You also had another parlay that you missed, um, which we were both on. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? <laughs> oh, shoot. I just closed out of it. Uh, that's OK. It was the Memphis Grizzlies uh, over the uh, Pelicans. Where we missed, that, obviously. Yeah, that's the we, one that yeah. that's the I couldn't remember what the other two teams were. They the only thing that's burned into my brain is the <laughs> the Pelicans just putting it on the Grizzlies. It they were up, I think, twenty at one point, maybe a little more. It was just um, it was like the floodgates opened for the Pelicans and everything that had been going wrong for them, they just kind of finally put the pieces together. I, I don't expect that to be a trend that continues, but it continued. Uh, it was, it was the bet. It was definitely the best showing they've had in 
I would not obviously not just this year, but even the second half of last year, I don't even remember seeing a game where they just dominated start to finish that way. Yeah, it was a good game for them. And um, they had Brendan Ingram back for this one, which I'm guessing was probably a huge you know, relief for them because uh, they just had no answer for, for other teams uh, without him. But uh, a lot of the offense does run through Ingram. Uh, I was thinking, you know, when, when we put that that parlay together, I was thinking that he might even be back. But um, sometimes it takes you know, guys a few day a few games when they get back to really hit their stride. So <clears throat> I was making on, you know, hopefully they, they were going to still struggle there. And Memphis was just going to come out and just still punch him in the mouth because uh, Memphis is a team that needs some wins, too. Um, but it just it just didn't happen. Uh, Memphis did make a, a good faith effort there at the end. Um, they got within, I think, like 10 or something like that. Uh, near the end of the game, but uh, it just it, it didn't work out. So uh, that's what that is what it is. But I did hit another bet. I hit the uh, Clippers minus six point five versus the Timberwolves. The Clippers just absolutely destroyed the Timberwolves. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, I love that you're I loved your call where you said you know they were, they were kind of a young team. They're going to be in L.A. overnight. They just beat the Lakers. Uh, so maybe a little partying happened. I don't know. Carl Anthony Towns did not look great out there. He had a pretty uh, subpar game. Uh, he had yeah. that, there was that one clip of him just like giving up on the offensive possession with like seven seconds left in the shot clock. And to me, that just shows that that shows that they weren't prepared. He was at least him specifically, like he wasn't as into that game after the back to back. And I don't know if that's because they went out afterwards or if it's just after you play against, you know, after you, after you have to bang against Anthony Davis, you're, I would probably be a little tired as well, but yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I should have jumped on that one with you, but it was a great call by you to go ahead and pick that up. Yeah, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even like consider the whole they're in L.A. Uh, kind of party thing. But uh, even so, I still like the, the Clippers minus 6.5 and uh, they beat them by, I don't know, 20, 30. So it was a, it was an easy win. Uh, so all good. I went one on one. I think altogether, let's see, uh, two and oh, three and one. Uh, three and three we went four and four so it was a split seas uh, type of episode uh not not the best but not the worst so we'll, we'll take it we'll move on with our lives uh but speaking of those clippers man um obviously the bulls played them last night uh always gotta talk bulls whenever i get out with you because uh, i'm a homer but no they, they, uh, six important. minutes and 24 seconds <laughs> i i <laughs> promised sean or not sean i promised son that i would i would time it and we would see just how long it took Keith to bring up the Bulls on this episode. Yeah. The over-under was 10 minutes for me. Mm-hmm. No. He said okay. his over-under was one minute because oh, he knew okay. that we were playing the, the Clippers. So, son, there's your shout-out. It took him six <laughs> minutes and 24 seconds. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too long. You know what? It was a great segue because we were talking Clippers. No, but uh, Caruso moved into the starting lineup last night, so I do want to talk a little bit about that. Um, I loved it. I love the move. I think it was the right move. I think that it was really obvious. I actually tweeted before the game um, started, um, maybe about three or four hours before the game, that you know they just can't they can't play Javante Green and Tony Bradley at the same time. Just two non-scoring entities out there, uh, and I love Javante Green. I really do. Um, but he struggled, he struggled from beyond the arc. He hit, I think one or two threes last night, um, in, during the game. So that was good to see, but, um, no, it's just, I think it's better to have, have Caruso out there just to stretch the floor for them to really create space for, for DeRozan and Zach Levine. And, um, you know, the teams are playing and it still gave us problems last night. Uh, they were playing that, that box defense where they basically shed of the ball handler whenever it's DeRozan or, or Zach Levine. And they're the only ones on the floor. 
Uh, and that still gave the Bulls problems, but having Caruso on there helped out. What Do you agree? Did you see the same thing? Yeah, I saw the exact same. When Bradley's out there, he he's not a playmaker. He's not. He doesn't shoot anything that's not a dunk. So yeah. that just that limits so much on what the Bulls can do if they don't have scoring threats from every other position. Uh, I I loved adding Caruso in because it just it keeps the ball moving. He's such a high. He's such a. He's got such a great basketball feel. He's always yeah. making the right play. And I also saw that the Bulls went with some of those super small lineups you had mentioned before with Derek Jones Jr. at the center. And I, it's just really nice to have a Bulls team that, that you like. Uh, the double teams you mentioned with DeRozan especially, because he was, he was on fire last night. Mm-hmm. But they, they've started running doubles at Zach and DeRozan, especially off of the pick and roll. And Green hit you. You mentioned he hit some three pointers last night, at least one. I remember the specific one was he was above the break and his man came over to double DeRozan, and Green just immediately rose up and knocked down the shot. And that's what the Bulls are going to have to have because Levine, DeRozan, they're going to get theirs. They've shown this season, you know, this season that that's going to happen, and teams are going to just have to get the ball out of their hands mm-hmm. and have. Having guys that can create like Caruso is so beneficial because Javante Green might have made the shot, but it's not a shot that we want that is a good offensive possession for the Bulls, in my opinion. Yeah, and Caruso is effectively playing the power forward, which is you know pretty impressive that he can actually do that. Um, you know, he did a pretty decent job on the, on the defensive side. I think anytime he was in on the defensive side, Bulls look great, but um uh, he had five assists, and a lot of those were to Zach Levine. He was getting Zach Levine set up on um, you know, some corner threes and stuff like that. So um, just facilitating on the offensive side, it was just um, it was a good it was a good idea. They had um, Derek Jones Jr. playing the middle against that box defense a little bit. Uh, it wasn't necessarily going the best. They actually had Caruso at the end of the game playing the middle on that box defense and just trying to like you know create some space there. Just take advantage of the open space that the defense was leaving. So you, you uh, mentioned his defense before you before you transition. He he was guarding Paul George anytime he was out there. And Paul George right, shot yeah. seven of twenty five from the field. So mm-hmm. he, he might have gotten his twenty seven points going eleven mm-hmm. eleven from the free throw line. But Caruso did such a great job of just making things difficult for their their offensive system because it everything runs through Paul George when he's on the floor. Mm-hmm. And Caruso just, it came up big for us time and time again. I'm looking at Isaiah Hartenstein's score, and I picked him up in a few leagues. I did um, advise some people to pick him up also. Um, Seven points and three rebounds, two assists. uh, No, I'm sorry, two rebounds, one steal, one block. So those defensive stats kind of saved his line. Didn't have a great line, but he's looked really impressive out there. He's a strong kid, and he's got a nice skill set. He actually took – took the ball off the dribble a few times, um, can hit, step out, hit a three, obviously get some blocks. So he only had 13 minutes, 35 seconds, probably because the bulls are going somewhat small. So that, that probably has something to do with his, his, uh, not so great statistical line, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm high on that kid. I think he might actually challenge, uh, Avaka Zubak at some point for his starting lineup, um, his starting spot. So something to keep an eye on, but no, we had some other games, obviously last night, not just the bulls, uh, most impressively, the Golden State Warriors lost by four to the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets just um, came out and had a good game. The, the Warriors did not have a very good game. Um, did you happen to catch any of that game? 
I, I didn't catch any of that one. I was going to watch it later today. Um, the Hornets are always a, a rough matchup for the for the Warriors. It feels like any time and anytime you can have lineups that are just super switchable. If the Warriors aren't knocking down their shots, there's there's not a lot that they can do. We against the Bulls, Steph Curry was obviously knocking down his shots, uh, but Bradley being out there also kind of limited it. Whereas Plumlee is a lot more active on the defensive end. He's a lot more fluid and so I, I kind of liked the Hornets coming into this. I didn't expect them to win, but I expected it to be a, a closer game than expected. And Lamelo's just Lamelo's fun. Miles has kind of cooled off because the defensive pressures came on, or the defensive pressure around him has kind of amped up. But his playmaking ability, I think he's had he had five assists in a few of the in some of the last few games. He's mm. I still think he's the favorite for most improved. Yeah. And uh, I think so too. To, to me, I thought the most impressive win last night was the Hawks beating the Bucks by 20 and Trey Young just continuing to put Drew Holiday in a blender. Anytime it seems like they play, Trey Young just seems to to go off on him, which is weird because Holiday is typically just such a lockdown defender. The Milwaukee Bucks are uh, excited because they're going to be getting Chris Middleton back here for their next game. So, um, you know, they'll, they'll look a little bit better. But uh, Grayson Allen's played really well for them. So uh, I'm assuming that he's going to still be a, a pretty major part of their offense. <clears throat> I had him in fantasy for a little while. I dropped him because um, Drew Holiday came back and I thought, oh, well, now his production is going to fall off. But that didn't happen. Uh, someone else scooped him up. So I'm, I'm a little sad about that, but that's OK. Uh, he does contribute a lot of threes and points. Um, obviously, that's the main thing he does. But uh, no, he's looked pretty good out there. But yeah, I think Miles Bridges is definitely uh, in the conversation for most improved player. Um, yeah, Steph Curry last night did not shoot the ball well. Uh, what is he said? He was seven for 22 from the field, three for 13 from three. So, you know, it really ticks me off. I know, uh, you know, I know I've mentioned it before, but on Twitter. Seeing that, you know, everyone saw it. It's been circulated a lot. That photo of him pointing to the crowd after he shot a shot. Where was he doing that? Was he doing that last night? No, I don't think he was. I don't think he was. I don't think he was feeling feeling himself quite so much. Uh, oh, no, see, okay. I love it. It's okay. It's okay for people to have fun. I, I'm just a curmudgeonly old man, and uh, and he they they smacked my bullies in the mouth, so I was a little upset about it. But no, it's all good. I saw uh, a tweet that I don't remember who it was. They said uh, if Steph Curry did that in the NFL, he would have immediately just been yeah. suspended for the season. Yeah. Suspended for life. No, no, it's a. Uh, uh, the Suns took care of business against the Rockets. Not much to really talk about there. Uh, Lakers beat the, the Spurs. Uh, it was another close game, another kind of up and down game. I did watch that one actually. I, I actually uh, had predicted. I put a bet on uh, Russell Westbrook having a triple double. Uh, he fell three assists short, uh, and the Lakers to win. So that was like plus five seventy five odds. So I thought that was a pretty good bet. Uh, he fell three assists short, unfortunately. Um, uh, THT came back though, uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, and had a pretty decent game. He looks like a, a, as solid as we thought he was going to be in preseason last year. Um, so hopefully he can kind of give him a little shot in the arm. Uh, the, the Bulls do play Lakers tonight, so we'll see how that goes. I'll be watching that obviously. So, uh, but not much there. I mean, obviously the, the Lakers should have taken care of business against the Spurs, and they did that. Uh, Brooklyn took care of business against the OKC Thunder. Not really much there, uh, but we did have. Here's a big story. Portland Trailblazers losing to Denver, but not, not just losing, losing by 30 points. Um, and head coach uh, Chauncey Billups after the game 
you know, said, you know, basically hinted that something has to change, uh, probably lineup wise, I would guess, because that's really the only thing he can control. So if that's the case, Trey, what do you think changes over there with the Portland Trailblazers? I mean, what do you think they do as far as the uh, lineup? I I haven't watched as much of them as I as I should have this year, but from what I have seen, I feel like Little has been playing well for them when he's out there. And I don't know I I don't know if you take Powell out and maybe move him to the bench so they have a little more offensive firepower and throw Little up. That's probably what I would do. Um, my my knee jerk reaction was to say Larry Nance Jr. because I'm just such a big Larry Nance Jr. <laughs> fan. But I, I like him coming off the bench. And so I think for me, it would be moving Little into the starting role and having Powell come off the bench because you have you have Lillard, you have McCollum, and you have Norm Powell. Like that's that's a lot of firepower to have on, you know, in your starting lineup. And that's great if you also have some firepower coming off your bench. But um, I'll, I'll be the one bringing it back to the Bulls this time. We've <laughs> seen how much the Bulls have struggled to have that off the, you know, off the bench punch with Kobe White being out until tonight. And to me, I think the Bla- anytime I wa- I've watched the Blazers, it just seems like either they're, they're getting great shots when all their guys are out there, or they're they're just having to fight tooth and nail to score anything. Um, last night they scored 16 points in the fourth quarter and 18 points in the first quarter. You, you can't have two quarters under 20 points and expect to win very many games in today's NBA. I'm trying to see uh, where the Trailblazers rank in bench scoring. It looks like they, and I'm not sure if this is right, but it looks like they rank 11th. Uh, so it's not as bad as I thought it was, but no, I think you have a good point there. I think um, their defense is probably terrible. I, I should probably look at what, what how much, off, how much, uh, how many points they're giving up with their net rating here. I can look up their net rating. Here it is. Uh, Portland, they're 20th in net rating. It looks like their benches. So <clears throat> that's about what I would guess. And um, yeah, I think you're right. I think Nazir Little is probably the easy answer there um, for him to, to move into the starting lineup. Uh, he had a pretty decent game last night. Um, not necessarily an offensive juggernaut, but he does um, you know, provide some other things, just some versatility on the defensive side. Um, but he was four for 12, three for eight from three, which is pretty decent. Uh, two for two from the line. So he had uh, 13 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block. But that, that's what, that's, that line right there is pretty quintessential. That's what you're going to get. Um, and that's versatility. He's got, you know, stats and everything. He's active on both ends of the floor. The defensive stats are going to be there. So, um, so yeah, I think Nazir Little is probably the easy answer there. Um, I never thought Norm Powell fit very well next to C.J. McCollum and, and, and Dame Lillard. Obviously, Dame Lillard was out for this one. So that's going to be huge when he, they get him back, and hopefully he's healthy. I think the obvious answer is go trade for Ben Simmons. <laughs> go, 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 go make me right finally uh, from my offseason bet here. Uh, you know, he, I think CJ McCollum and Norm Powell occupy that same space. I just don't think it works. Um, so I think they, I think it'd probably be best for them to move on from one of those guys. Uh, and CJ McCollum probably has the higher trade value. So uh, McCollum for Ben Simmons, I'm, I'm all for it. But uh, We'll I'll, I'll co-sign that. I yeah. I didn't even I didn't even think to include that as an option. I was just looking at their roster, trying to figure out what they would do. And but if they could get if they could would finally pull the trigger and bring Ben Simmons in, I think that I think that could just open up things for them, especially if Little can continue to shoot well from three and because Ben Simmons, 
He's he's like he's like Tony Bradley again, bringing it back to the Bulls. He's like Bradley. You can't have you can't have more than one absolute negative on the offensive end. And man, he'd be such a good fit in Portland beside Dan yeah. and all that. Oh, that, yeah. I would love it. So uh, I hope hope uh, hope uh, someone out there hears it pulls the trigger on that. But no, Portland's six and eight now, so uh, not necessarily the start that they wanted. But uh, they're they're a decent team. I think they'll they'll still pull out. And then um, the only other game on there is the Bulls. So we already talked about that. So that that covers all the games from last night. Uh, but Trey, we've got some uh, awesome games today. We've got let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven games on today's slate. So uh, quite a busy slate here. Um, I'm going to be having to work my new job tonight, so I'm not going to catch too much of it. But I am going to be home in time for the Bulls game, uh, which is obviously the one I'm, I'm looking to catch. So, uh, but what are you looking at tonight, man? What do you got as far as uh, BSBP locks go? I I like the Pacers plus three against the Knicks. I think I'm just selling on the Knicks. Stibbs came out and said that they had a really, a really positive practice. And uh, what that means for him is he ran them into the ground in practice <laughs> typically. So, yeah, right. And uh, as much as I, as much as I'm not a big fan of Carlisle, I do like what Miles Turner has been able to do on the offensive end to kind of open up things a little bit for them. And I just I like the matchup for the Pacers against the Knicks. The Knicks they've just they've been struggling this year, and I I think the Pacers are gonna pull it out. Did you see the thing on Twitter where uh, it was Tom Thibodeau yelling at R.J. Barrett <laughs> on defense? Wake, wake yeah, up! Yeah, wake the f up! Yeah. <laughs> that's just like that's that's quintessential you know Tibbs right there. I mean I've I've obviously we were pretty familiar. Uh, he just rides his guys into the ground, but uh, no, I like that call. I like. Uh, Pacers plus three over the Knicks. I, I like that. Um, they could cover that easily. <clears throat> My first play here I've got for you guys, I'm going to be a, a, a bandwagoner and jump on the bandwagon here. I've got Cleveland at plus two and a half against Boston. Um, I actually wanted to go I wanted to go Boston this one. I really did. I, I looked at it, though. I looked at the box score. I looked at the advanced box score from last game. looked at the four factors. Uh, the Cavs just beat them with an impressive fourth quarter finish, but they didn't even really have a great game, honestly. Uh, through three quarters, they did not play that well. Um, neither team shot the ball that well, uh, but the Cavs, they got obliterated on the offensive boards, and they're one of the top teams in the league, ranking 10th in the offensive rebound percentage. So, uh, and their third uh, in keeping the, off- the opponents off the offensive class. So the Celtics grabbed 10 offensive boards. I don't think that's going to happen again in this one. So it's going to take some possessions away from the, from the Celtics. Um, I like the Cavs just to limit them there. And the Cavs did one thing well uh, in that game that helped them win, and they t- that's take care of the basketball. So uh, Garland and, and um, Jared Allen are actually at the top of the league, or bottom of the league, I should say, in giving up steals to the opponents in per 100 possessions. Uh, so they took care of the basketball. That's something they haven't done all season, and they need to do it again here to beat the Celtics. But I think that they're going to do it. I think that they're going to take care of it, which is going to counter – uh, it's going to actually – one of my calls later is going to go, what? Uh, but, no, I think I think they could actually do it. Um, the Celtics are getting back Horford and Josh Richardson for this one, which is going to help them, uh, no doubt. But I still think this is going to be a super close matchup. I think the, Cav- the Cavs have a really decent chance to to keep this close or even win this one. So uh, don't have the, the cojones to go money line, but I am going to go Cavs plus two and a half. What do you think there, Trey? I think you've talked me into it, and <laughs> – uh, 
my next pick was going to be the Pistons plus four and a half because while Keg Cunningham hasn't put up the numbers that everyone would like, if you've been watching the Pistons games, every game he's gotten a little more comfortable. And in that win against Toronto late in the fourth, he had two huge drives against OG, and he just finished over him. He had a great pass. I don't remember who it was he dropped it off to, but um, he was up at the top of the key, and he just flung a rifle right down underneath the rim to somebody for a layup. And so in the spirit of uh, rookie madness, instead of taking the Pistons plus four and a half, I'm going to turn it into a two-team parlay. Oh. And take the Pistons plus four and a half and the Cavs plus two and a half. Nice. And we'll just ride Kane Cunningham and Evan Mobley. Yeah, uh, Evan Mobley has looked impressive. He was huge in that comeback for them. Um, I do. I want to watch that game. I'll have to watch it after after the fact, obviously, because I'll, I'll be out tonight. But, um, no, man, I like it. I, I like both those calls. Um, I Yeah, I'm not super high on Detroit myself, but um, Sacramento has just been such a disappointment. Sacramento is now five and eight. Um, they started hot, and uh, as predictably as uh, you know anything, as ta- death or taxes, uh, they are now <laughs> not very good. Um, that and I think the Pistons personnel, assuming they aren't going against someone with a, a huge big, I think they're going. I think they play better because Beef Stew, you know Isaiah, Stewart, he's not he's not a huge guy. And the Kings, they don't they don't have a big like like a Vucevic or an Anthony Davis or a Towns or a Jokic or an Embiid that's going to punish them. I love Holmes. I love the effort he plays with. But, yeah. he, you know, you're only as tall as you are. And yeah. so I I like the matchup for the Pistons. I'm like you. I'm not brave enough to give up the points, especially with it being four and a half. But four and a half points is a lot for me against and. I know you guys didn't like Killian Hayes uh, on our live show. I heard you guys oh, kind of yeah. bashing a little. He had a I had game. him ranked game really game. high on, on my draft board, so I'm not giving up on him. Yeah. I think it's, him and Cade – right. I think him and Cade will play well together. I think Hayes is – he's the definition of that off-ball, that secondary guy. And so I think it'll be a close game, if nothing else, with the way the Pistons play defense. And four and a half points is a pretty good spread. Yeah, it's it's been a rough start to Killian Hayes' career. I didn't mean to, to rag on the guy, but uh, but obviously oh, no, he just, he deserves it. He it's, he's, got been, long, he's got a long he's got a long rough. Go, so, yeah. uh, okay, my next call here, uh, go figure, is the Bulls plus one against LA. Um, I just can't believe the Bulls are opening as underdogs here. Uh, it is a back to back for the Bulls and for the Lakers. Uh, but the Bulls are the younger team. Lakers are old as dirt, as we all know. Um, they're going to have issues guarding Anthony Davis, but they just seem to have figured out the spacing issues in this last game uh, without Vucevic by inserting Crusoe in that starting lineup. And, and speaking of Crusoe, I mean, don't you think he's going to be you know, motivated for this game? His first game back against the Lakers after they didn't pay him his bag? <laughs> right, you've you got Caruso motivated. Um, Levine's from the area. Yeah, I was saying, from the area. Lonzo, all the guys. Zach Levine went to UCLA. Uh, this is, might as well be a home game for the Bulls also. So uh, I don't necessarily buy that the home home advantage is going to be there too much. Obviously, it is a Lakers crowd, and the Lakers are a huge entity of, of themselves. I'm sure there's like, going to be a ton more Lakers fans than Bulls fans there. But still, I think it's, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're staying in L.A. They're in L.A. last night. They're staying there, so they don't have to travel. So um, I think it's going to be uh, – Pretty easy. I wouldn't say easy, but I think it's going to be a, a, a good game, and the, the Bulls could very easily win it is what I'm trying to say. So it uh, should be a fun one. I'll be watching it. So I've got Bulls plus one. 
what do you got? Anything else you got up there, Trey? Or no? Oh, um, the other one I've got here, guys, is I've got Marcus Smart at over two and a half steals at plus 300. And that's a unit to win three units. Um, obviously, I love the odds here. Uh, Marcus Smart, uh, and this is, again, this is the Boston Celtics and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I just hit one of these kind of plays with uh, Chris Paul, and I had him over two and a half steals last night against the Rockets uh, because the Rockets just playing, you know, turn the ball over, especially Kevin Porter Jr. Um, so uh, Chris Paul hit that easily. He hit seven actually steals in that game. Uh, I had a little half unit play on four steals at plus 800 odds also. Uh, so I had a lot of money. I, I cleaned up last night on, on Chris Paul. Uh, I did not see that he finished with seven steals. I, I knew he yeah. had a bunch to start just from following along with you. But well, man. some people in the yeah, some people in the wager pass Discord were, were saying, oh, what are the odds that he gets a triple double with steals? And I was like, I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. But he got kind of close. <laughs> he only needed three more. So uh, kind of interesting. But uh, I, but no, I really I've got, like that Marcus Smart call. That's, yeah, so Marcus Smart. So, uh, but yeah, and Darius Garland and Jared Allen are two two of the guys that are also at the bottom of the league as far as opponent steals. Um, and I know I said that they have to take care of the ball to, to beat the Celtics, but I think there's definitely a world where, where Marcus Smart gets three steals uh, and they and the uh, Cavaliers still win or, or keep it close at least. Uh, but Marcus Smart has gone over in seven out of 12 games actually this season as far as two and a half steals goes. So he's at three steals in seven out of 12 games. And... Uh, He's, that's just what he does. I mean, he had five steals in, in their last meetup, and he had five steals last year in a meeting with the Cavs also. He had uh, two steals in the other meeting he had. So um, I could see him land, you know, landing on three exactly, but I think he's I think he's got a really good chance to hit three here. So at plus 300 odds, I'm loving this play. Do you have any other plays for us, Trey? I've got one more. I've got, I'm hmm. going to take the Nuggets plus four against the Mavericks. They're on the second night of a back-to-back. The Mavericks aren't, but – we, we discussed that game earlier. It wasn't like the Nuggets had a barn burner last night. So, And I, I'm just all in on, on the Jokic revenge tour. The Mavericks, I feel like they almost always play good teams close. If nothing else, Luka loves those last-second heroics. And Aaron Gore, uh, I wish I could find the – I tried to find the numbers. It was from – somebody posted them from, like, Second Spectrum – but Aaron Gordon's uh, point of attack defense this year has just been exceptional so far. So I, I expect him to be able to at least make life difficult on Luka. And if you can make life difficult on Luka, that just kind of stalls everything the Mavericks do. They don't have that secondary release valve. And so I like the Nuggets plus four. Yeah, it's <clears throat> a good call. I was looking at that also. Um, I think Jokic is just going to eat against that, uh, that Mavericks defense. So. Um, it's a good call. I've got one more for you guys. I've also got Kyle Kuzma over eight and a half rebounds. Uh, so nine rebounds or more at plus 112. So that's another unit to win 1.1 units. It's another plus play. Um, I actually won some uh, money at Kuzma in the last game. Uh, Beal's going to be out again for this one. So they're going to need Kuzma on the floor for his offense. So I, I had his points in the last game. It was um, 17.5. No, 16.5. Uh, and he, he just barely hit it. Uh, they've they've flipped that now to 17.5. I'm not super comfortable getting it there, and it's not it's not plus odds either. So uh, not super comfortable there, but I do like his rebounds props. Rebound props 
rebounds prop at 8.5. Uh, he's cleared that in six out of 12 games this season. And like I said, without Beal, they're just going to need him on the floor uh, for his offense. He got 34 minutes in that last one without Beal, uh, which actually isn't even his highest mark of the season. So hopefully he gets a few more minutes here too. Um, but uh, the Pelicans are 26 in the NBA in field goal percentage. So there's going to be a few extra rebounds, I think, out there for uh, Kuzma to snatch up. Uh, so positive odds, I'm going to be hoping and, and praying that he's going to do something out there for me. Uh, but he's likely going to be guarding Brandon Ingram in this one. So that means he's pretty much going to know where every shot, when every shot goes up. Uh, so, uh, you know, I like for him to, to be able to snag that. He's He's got double-digit boards uh, quite often. He had double-digit boards, I believe, in two out of three of the meetings last season. I'd have to double-check that. But uh, so I think Kuzma has a good chance to hit nine boards, plus odds again. So I'm taking it. Uh, but that's it. That's going to be it for us, guys. Um, hey, if you like our if you like our picks, uh, let me go ahead and get this out there. Get access to all mine and Trey's bets, as well as many other brilliant cappers with the Hoopball Wager Pass, part of the Hoopball 360 bundle. Is a bundle that is just $19.99 a month. If you're a fantasy player, DFS player, and you're looking for betting advice, this bundle can't be beat. These guys are the best guys, so go get it. And let me not forget, from all the biggest games to the smallest events make every bet worth your while with my bookie start by doubling your deposit instantly with my bookie's first deposit bonus double your money when you before you even place a bet and all you have to do is sign up and deposit using my exclusive promo code hoopball at my bookie that's h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l there are tons of great games and prop bets to take advantage of this week but let me point you in the right direction for your first rager this saturday saturday the nba is jam-packed with exciting games for you to get in on the charlotte hornets are taking on the atlanta hawks in what's sure to be a high scoring matchup plus a superstar showdown between joel Embiid and damian lillard uh, if he's healthy will be going down when philadelphia travels to portland there's no better starting point for your my bookie experience to get in on all the best nba action this weekend don't wait any longer. Head to MyBookie today to redeem, redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning big today. That's promo code HOOPBALL to receive double your deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Well, that's it, guys. That's going to do it for us. Uh, I'm Keith. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBP. Un- Whoa, you can at BSBP Keith. Trey, where can the people find you? <laughs> Oh, you're on mute there, buddy. You're on mute. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry about that. I muted myself so that way you can get through the ad read. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Final Finally. And you can find the show, guys, at, at ESPP underscore NBA. So let's get out there and cash, guys. Good luck. <laughs>